Hey guys, Eric Bischoff here, and just want to call a quick timeout. I want to tell your listeners about what I've been telling everybody at over 83 weeks, quite a while now, about all the cool things that are happening over at AppleShows.com. The wrestling wars are heating up as David Crockett and Conrad revisit March of 1985 on The Book. Vince has brought WrestleMania 1 to life, while Jim Crockett Promotions is preparing to be back on TBS television. And you got Dusty Rhodes and Tully Blanchard on top, Magnum TA and Ivan Koloff for the U.S. title, $5,200 at the gate. And meanwhile, while that show's happening, WrestleMania is becoming a thing. And uh, the wrestling wars are about to heat up because just one week from now, you guys are back on TBS. Former WWE executive John Filippelli sits down with Conrad on an all-new edition of The Insiders and discusses his tumultuous relationship with Bruce Pritchard during his time with the company. Vince was trying to, I think there were times where he tried to sort of get us to try and work together better than we were. And I, I was quite candid. I was quite candid about how I felt about him, about that I didn't appreciate you know, him undermining us or me. And I uh, I would have no part of it. And I told Vince, if he doesn't straighten his act out, I don't want he he's got to go. Either he goes or I go. Ad Free Show's members recently got to chat live with the enforcer, Arn Anderson and hear stories of legends like the late, great Bobby the Brain Heenan. Sharpest, funniest, wittiest guy there's ever been on this earth. I could look at Bobby and go, hey, Bobby, you got a bump on your neck. Before I could get neck out of my mouth, he had to come back. Boom, boom, boom. And just hilarious. as a tourniquet like the skin on a dying man. I don't want a piece of the world. I want the whole world. I make my own rules because it's much easier that way. Trust me. What's up, everybody? I'm Marcus D'Angelo, and we are back in the snake pit. And holy smokes, we've got a fun one today because we're doing something I know Jake loves to do. It is Ask Jake Anything. And we are, of course, joined by the man himself. Here he is, Jake Roberts. What's up, man? Good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Good I've, been out, I've been out and about with AEW and uh, checked out my bowling skills, and they're still the same as they always were. The shit. Man. No, no. <laughs> I was I was hoping you were gonna say you were just knocking them down out there. I had a few good frames. All right. Well, uh hey, AEW, you brought it up. AEW Revolution, hell of a show. Um, I know that I was watching and certainly a lot of our listeners were. Uh did you get an opportunity to check it out? No, I didn't. I was flying at the time. Ah, okay. Well, you'll check you'll see the replay, I'm sure. And man, you're in yeah. for a treat, and that main event was something else. Oh, really? Yes, sir. MJF, I think, you know, it's he's kind of proved himself, but hasn't he? You know, it's uh, he's he's Is he still our champion. He's still your champion. He competed yeah. in the Iron Man match. He defeated uh, who, a guy who's probably one of the best technical wrestlers in the world. And uh, man, he, he proved he can he can hang in there. That's awesome, man. Congratulations, MJF. 
he's uh, got a lot of talent. I just hope he keeps his head on square. I hope so too. And Jake, I did want to ask now, uh, you know, since we're on the topic, do you, do you feel that MJF is one of the most complete wrestlers in the game today? I mean, he's got the mic skills. Now he's proven he can go in the ring. Absolutely. He's uh, definitely got the mic skills. No doubt about that. And he's showing that he can go in the ring. So you got to push push him up there quite a ways. He's not the he's not at the top, but he's pretty damn close. He's still a young man yet. Plenty of room to grow, and we've got he's plenty. Polish. Yeah, uh, yes, a little a little extra polish. Maybe uh, maybe a good mentor like yourself could push him in the right direction. Who well, knows? I don't know about that. I'd probably get him in trouble. <laughs> well, we're going to try to stay out of trouble this week with a, with another fun episode of Ask Jake Anything. It's our fifth edition, and the fans just keep asking for it, and they keep bringing some great questions. So we can dive in if well, you're ready, my get friend. get it. I'm ready, bro. All right. So the first question is from Joseph Morin, and he asks, uh, are, is there any liter- literature that inspired you? Do you have any favorite authors? Uh, Edgar Allan Poe. You yeah, know, uh, yeah, that's probably my favorite author. So now, uh, would you say that you read? You're such an articulate guy, which is why I think a lot of people. And you know, Mean Gene even uh, referenced Longfellow once after you yeah. finished up a after you finished up a promo. So I think a lot of people are like, God, he's he must be like a really avid reader. Would you say you're an avid reader, or just every no, so often? Just every so often, but usually if I hear it once, I've got it. That's a pretty incredible skill and something not, not a lot of people have, which which also no. makes me wonder, Jake. I know that you used to uh, reference bands like Pink Floyd occasionally. Yeah, I stole, a, I stole a lot of my interviews from the bands, man. Uh, Rolling Stones being a favorite to steal from. It's so easy. But uh, yeah, damn, I don't know what I've done without the bands. It's pretty cool, and I'm wondering, like, was it? Is it like kind of uh, as you're flowing during these uh, promos, all of a sudden it's just like, oh yeah, uh, that, right that, those lyrics kind of fit. Well, those lyrics. What happens is, I'll, is I'll take those lyrics out there with me, and then I'll I'll put the rest of the interview around them. Oh, how cool! Yeah, you know, that's, that's awesome, just, man. That's and... the best way for me to do it. I mean, there might be a different way to do it, but that's the way I do it. And it's uh, only fair in- considering all the rappers are putting me in their damn title in music now. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's not a better uh, showing of respect nowadays than to be brought up in a rap song. That means you made it. Yeah, well, I guess I've made it several times. In. I think so. I think so. <laughs> and yeah, it's uh, it's cool. I know that a lot of people, you know, our, the intro to our podcast uh, is, uh, has got you saying cold as a razor blade, tight as a, as as a, a tourniquet. tourniquet. Like the skin on a dying man. Yeah. A lot of people have, have wrote back once they see that and they say, that gave me chills. It's oh, yeah. just uh, yeah. very cool. Very yeah. cool stuff. Um, all right. Next up, JJ Smith asks, so many wrestlers have said that the real badass who could whoop anyone uh, and easily was Ming. Oh, what are your thoughts on that? Absolutely. <laughs> Ming is the baddest son of a bitch on the planet, brother. I've watched him do some horrible things to people. I watched him bite a guy's nose off one time. You were there Jesus for that. Christ. I was there. Oh, he God. bit the guy's nose off and then spit it in his face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was also there when uh, Jimmy Jack Funk was irritating him for a while, and Ming reached up and pulled his eyeball out. And his eyeball shit. was hanging about five inches down on his cheek. And uh, 
Jimmy Jack raised up. He's like, wow, I'm looking at the ground and I'm looking at you. (laughs) (laughs) And Ming was nice enough to grab the eyeball and then spread it and push it back into the socket. And and the party continues or where was it? Absolutely. (laughs) And we all had a beer. I was also there when he body slammed a policeman in Montreal. You got to tell that story. Oh, it's real simple. He's policeman walked up and told us that we were going to go to jail. And Ming just went screamed at him and grabbed him and body slammed him one time. That was it. Holy shit, man. <laughs> I wonder he's not still in prison after that one. And that is like, oh, look, shit. if you're going to be losing a, if you're going to be losing a body part to this guy, you, you just might not want to mess with him. No, you know, it wasn't that long ago that the place where he was from, they were they were cannibals, you know, so <laughs> be careful what you do because, uh, you know, he might serve you up for lunch. Whew. Now, I got to ask, last week we uh, we talked about Dick Slater. Uh, so Dick Slater and Ming. Who Not in the same boat. No? Ming's, Ming's in a boat by his own. Wow. Yeah. All right. So even even Dirty Dick wouldn't mess with with Ming. No, God no, <laughs> God no, not even close. Uh, next up, we've got Rural Cadoodle, and they ask, "Have you ever heard of Waylon Mercy? And if so, what's your opinion on him? Uh, you remember that Dan Spivey is Waylon Murphy? Yeah, I do. What do you think? Next question. <laughs> <laughs> All right, he's gonna plead the fifth on that one. Yeah, I am. I, I love, I love Spivey to death, but um, yeah, it kind of, it almost seemed like it could have worked based on like the, uh, based on the vignettes that they were doing ahead yeah. of time. Where, yeah, he he seemed like really dark and kind of like, oh man, like yeah. a new sort of Jake the Snake character. Yeah, it looked like it was gonna be something, but then once it got in the ring, it kind of flopped. Yeah, he just wasn't the Dan Spivey of old, unfortunately, and no. I'm sure he'd tell you that today himself. Yeah, great. Uh, yeah, I've I've heard nothing but good things about Dan. Um, Chaz Medaris asks, I have heard you and others from Mid South uh, Wrestling talking about Monroe, Louisiana, but I've always wondered if you enjoyed wrestling in Monroe and if you have any stories from your time in Monroe. It is his hometown. Yeah, I enjoyed wrestling in Monroe and. Uh seen quite a few things happen there but i think the funniest thing that happened there was uh i was given a ride to an old timer named killer carl cox and he was quite a prankster and uh we drove about two blocks down from the from uh the coliseum there and stopped to get some beer and we went in there and this guy's got headphones on and he's playing the air guitar and not doing his job just he's fucking high as shit you can tell <laughs> And uh, this was just after Lennon had been shot. And uh, Carl goes in, grabs his beer, and takes it up and slams it down on the counter, and grabs the guy, and rips his headphones off. He goes, do you realize they've got John? They got John. They're going after Colonel Sanders next. Do you understand me? Do you understand what I'm saying to you? <laughs> and the guy's like, yeah, man, they're going after John. They got John, man. You're right. You're right. Say, <laughs> the Colin. The communists, the communists are doing this. Fucking commies, fucking commies are screaming. They're both jumping up and down, screaming, fuck them commies, fuck them commies. <laughs> I go out and get in the car, and I'm laughing my ass off so much because the guy is jumping up and down. He's walked out from behind the register now. Him and Carl are like in a huddle, both jumping. 
and they just jumped outside the store. And then Carl hops in my car. Well, when he did, I just threw it in reverse and gunned it, ran right over the fucking gas pump. Oh my god! Holy shit! That was fucked up. A weird night gets weirder. I was was Carl high too, or what was going on? No, there? man, he was just fucking with the guy. Okay, he saw that the guy was high. Oh yeah! Just, oh my god, amazing! Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, uh, yeah, he was quite the freaking character. Uh, Tommy Phoenix Ryzen asks, "Who would you like to have a war of words with currently in AEW? You had a great one with Cody when you made your debut." Um, who oh, else, I had who else MJF. Like? Oh, I'd have to go with MJF, man. Me and him can tear some shit up. Man, we it, can it would tear be... some shit up. So, I mean, last night as we were recording this, he had that kind of ultimate test of his in-ring ability against Daniel Bryan. I think that you would really put him to the test on the mic. Yes, I would. Yes, oh, man. I would. Oh, man. We got to. He, gotta... He'd learn that coming in second's not that bad. <laughs> Sorry, I hope Tony Khan is listening. Let's get this thing happening. Uh, WW asks, do you think a th- as wrestling started becoming more realistic and grounded in terms of characters and stories, it also lost some of the magic and fantasy and damaged wrestling as characters are not larger than life anymore? So, Jake, I picked this one out uh, because I, I just think it's really good. You come from an, ex- an era where you experienced both, you know, like yeah. Mid-South and elsewhere. You were involved yeah. in some really gritty, bloody, kind of nasty yeah. angles. Then you go to WWE, and it's kind of like the world of you weren't cartoonish, but you were surrounded by all these cartoonish, over the top characters. Yeah. Um, do you think wrestling is missing some of that over the top campiness? I think they're missing characters, definitely. Mm. Um, it's hard to distinguish who the good guy is and who the bad guy is now. The guys need to reel it back in and let the first punch be thrown by heel. Now it doesn't mean shit to throw a punch. Mm-hmm. Uh, back in the day, you threw a punch and the referee chewed your ass for five minutes. Right. You know, which, you know, it takes away that right and wrong thing that I think wrestling's missing. Yeah, it's, I see a lot of people point to uh, the state of tag team wrestling today and how, like, it's if everybody's allowed in the ring all the time, then nobody yeah. can break the rules, right? Reminds me of Mexico. <laughs> yeah, just kind of chaotic, right? Yeah. So it's uh, hopefully they start to to reel it back in, but I don't know. It's uh, you know I I heard Shawn Michaels say once before because he was he was a great wrestler from your era, but I heard him say once before like, hey, this is just the state of wrestling now, and it's either either evolve with it or find a new profession. Mm, well, so, that's one I, way of looking at it. I don't know that I necessarily agree, but we can I we can move either. on. Uh, political party heel asks, who was it that came up with the names of your snakes, and why did the King Cobra never get a name? Because he was different. Mm. And I gave him a name, but you couldn't say it on the air. Motherfucker. <laughs> you know, so they wouldn't let that pass. I came up with the names. You know, it just seemed perfect. Damien, Lucifer. Yeah. What Was uh, Revelations yours as well? Yes. Yes. It was cool. Revelations. Now, uh, that King Cobra seemed like I know that you enjoyed it because it was a lot lighter to carry around. Oh, with God, you. Yeah. Was it more aggressive than the other snakes? No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. In a way, King Cobras are different, though, man. They don't they just don't strike at anything. Those pythons, you put them in a room full of 50 people and they'll try to strike all of them. 
if it's pissed off. Mm. That King Cobra wouldn't. King Cobra would pick one person, and that one person is it. And really? he's going to go after that one person. He'll go by other people. He'll pass over them, and he's going to get after that one. I know I even had the opportunity to run the ropes with the snake, run run the ropes side to side, and the snake would run the ropes with me. Like it would move its body? Yep. Yep. Wow. It stayed hooded up. It was pretty wild, man. That is fascinating. Then I'd put my hand on the, I'd jump out of the ring and put my hand on the rope. He'd strike at the rope and I'd move my hand and he'd bite the rope. Really? Oh yeah. There's some good stuff, man. So now the, uh, the snakes, would, would they get to a point where they like, they trusted you? Oh, and, no. No? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't trust anybody, man. You got to remember, I didn't have these snakes, but about 10 days before they changed them, you know? Yeah. That was another then, question that we had was like, I, how often? Then I wouldn't see it. Then I wouldn't see that one for probably six months. They had to heal. I got gotcha. you. A fucking now, snake can't handle the road. That's pretty <laughs> bad. Now, like, uh, it's probably a weird question, especially because you've, you've said publicly before that you were actually kind of afraid of snakes and really yeah, just the money motivated you. Yeah. Um, did you ever feel like any kind of closeness with them? You know, it is an animal. God, no, you? no, <laughs> never. No, hell no. It was just like another thing you got to carry to the ring, right? And the only oh, time no. I felt close to one was when a girl took some nude pictures with one. I felt close to that one then. That, that's a good way to bond with your, with yeah. your snake. Yeah. <laughs> Both snakes. Yes. <laughs> Indeed. Right. We're going off the rails. Uh, yes, ben... we are. My wife will kick my ass. <laughs> ben asks, uh, were you, uh, speaking of Cheryl, uh, were you at all uncomfortable with Rick Rude putting his hands on your wife, Cheryl, on WWE TV? Or were you pretty much okay with the, the way it played out? I was okay with it. Uh, a couple of times I had to reel Bobby Heenan back in. Oh? He would say some things that were just a bit too much. Hmm. Okay, so Hina would yeah. kind of cross the line on commentary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, calling her whore. Ah, and that wasn't cool. You. Yeah, no, that that's wasn't not right. fucking cool. And I fucking told him, and Damien told him too. <laughs> did you did you scare Bobby backstage with the yeah, snake? I did. <laughs> I put the snake on him. As you were saying, hey, enough of that shit on commentary. Enough of this fucking. Cheryl, and then I toss a fucking snake on him. That's amazing. Yeah. It now, worked. now, so like one of the things that I think fans uh, really ha had them gravitate toward Rick Rude was like he was like this. He's a handsome dude. He's very chiseled, yeah. like ripped. And, you know, yeah. here's this guy. It's like kind of I think it's something that everybody could really relate to is like, man, there's this there's this dude who's like in great shape and he's handsome. and He's putting his hands on my wife like I got to yeah, I got to do something about it. Right. Yeah. You don't give a shit at the time. You know what happens to you? You got to jump in there. Or you're the biggest chicken shit of all. That's it, man. And that's even uh, if you're gonna get your ass kicked, it don't matter. You gotta do something. It's that's exactly why it works. As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults: a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even eight hundred bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this. But check this out: no house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. 
Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford anything, wherever you listen. All right, Jake, we move on. Friend of the show, Yambag Jones asks, if there could be a blindfold match in 2023, who do you think has the talent to pull it off and why? Oh, for sure, Dustin Rhodes. Dustin certainly has a talent for it. As far as anybody else, I don't know. I had barely thought about it. Yeah, it's well, Dustin is a hell of a choice. And man, it's I know that you got to work with him uh, when you were a yeah. younger man. It, it's interesting to think about if you and Goldust had uh, run it back with the uh, with the blindfold oh, match man. idea. That would have been hilarious. Could have been something else, yes, especially a lot of accidental touching for his character. It's uh, could have been something. <laughs> Landscape uh, <laughs> rescue. Okay. Man. Timely with that Manscaped ad read. Yes. Uh, Richard J. Conroy asks, did you enjoy working with Chris Adams and Gino Hernandez? You were an awesome team. It was all right. It was all right. You know, I mean, we were wrestling the Von Eric boys, and that's that was the problem. Mm. You know, you couldn't do a whole lot with those guys. Uh, they just didn't want to do a whole lot, you know. Uh, that's just a sad place to be, man. You know, because you couldn't depend on them to be there when you needed them. Uh, you couldn't depend on them to sell at the right time. You couldn't depend on them to come back at the right time. So trying to do something in the ring with them was just damn near impossible. You just kind of had to go out there and just go for it. Mm-hmm. So that kind of sucked. That sounds frustrating. Uh, you know, I've I've heard a lot of other people kind of echo those sentiments when it comes to yeah. them. And, and man, just how talented all those boys were. But just it, it you got to get them to the building on time, first of all. And what <laughs> Good luck they with that. get there? Yeah. Yeah. See what kind of shape they are in when they get there. Right. Now, uh, Gino Hernandez, I was going to actually bring him up last week, but we just mm-hmm. didn't have enough time because uh, I was looking. Gino through was very talented. Yeah. Yeah. Very talented. He could wrestle anywhere. As I was going through the notes, it, uh, he passed away right around the time that your yeah. uh, rivalry with Murdoch was going on, and then he moved yeah. on to the WWE. Uh, you Not know, Murdoch. For crying out loud, I keep saying that. I know. <laughs> but but Gino Hernandez. Uh, they do have the first name. Their first names are the same. It's the Dick thing. Dick. It's a Dick that, thing that, for you. Tripping me up. That dick is tripping me That's always been a problem for me. Uh, <laughs> you gotta leave other guys' dicks alone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Gino, I have to imagine that you've got some stories. I know that he was he was uh, into the party scene a little bit, right? Yeah, he was. He was a wild child. Yeah, yeah. well. Hopefully we'll do a deep dive on your WCCW days one of these times, and we'll we can see. we can chat a little bit about them. Now, were you there when Chris Adams uh, kicked an eyeball out of a dude's head? Were you there no. for that? No, I'm okay. Just probably probably a good thing. I think he did was some time for it. Out of the ring. Uh, it was out of the ring. I believe it was actually a bartender, if I remember the story right. Wow. And they had some kind of a disagreement, and he hit him with a shoot super kick and knocked an eyeball out. Well, there you go. That's a bad dude. Yeah. He was pretty salty. Uh, Kevin Luby asks, who was your favorite jobber to work with, enhancement talent to work with back in the day? 
Dusty Wolf. Dusty Wolf. Mm-hmm. Now, Dusty what Wolf territory? Was a favorite. He was. Uh, he was in Texas, mm. but he did stuff for uh, Bill Watts. He did stuff for. He did stuff for everybody, man. Dusty Wolf was talented. You know, he just didn't have the size or the look to be, you know, used as a, a heavy hitter. But he was very good. And there was a guy out of the uh, Minnesota territory, Tom Stone. Mm. And uh, Tom Stone, uh, he's the fellow that I wrestled before I wrestled uh, Martell. Oh. And he beat me. Really? Yeah, I had I had a I had a uh, an enhancement talent beat me because he came to my blind side and I couldn't see him. I gotcha. Okay. And I was trying to you know trying to make it even more dangerous for Jake. Jake's not yeah. ready to go in there at WrestleMania. Look, he can't even protect himself from that side. You know, I that put is... myself in more danger. And if if you're losing this jobber, then you know here's here comes Martell. Oh my God, Martell's gonna eat my ass. Ah, that's incredible. Really well, smart I thinking. fooled him. <laughs> we are talking about that next week, uh, your rivalry with Martel, and I yeah. could not be more excited. Uh, we're going to be talking about everything from the eye to the match itself. Man, it's going to be a fun episode. Yeah. Now, I've also heard a lot of people talk about George South. Did you ever get to work with him? Yeah, George South was too much. Yeah, character? Yeah, yeah he's a character, all right. Now, do you think that ever prevented uh, any of these guys from ascending further? Or do you think that, you know, kind of these... No, they these... just kind of had their place in history, man, and that was it, you know. Somebody's got to do that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, and they were fairly good at it, and that's how they made their living doing it, you know. I mean, uh, let's be real. I believe George South's still wrestling. Hell, he's got to be 70. <laughs> he is. He is. And uh, last I heard, he was he in... looks 80. <laughs> With the the shit he's doing to himself, he's I'm surprised he doesn't look oh, 120. Yeah. Um, he was apparently in a match with Nick Gage. Are you familiar with Nick Gage? No. Uh, death match guy. So George South was like uh, doing that that crazy death match stuff with light tubes and all that wild uh, shit. figures. Woo! This I I wouldn't want to do it at this age, let alone whatever no. age George is at. No. <clears throat> Sean McFadden asks Jake, have you ever crossed paths? Or had any dealings with Gangrel slash Vampire Warrior at any point in your career? Yeah, I've been around him a little bit. I went to Puerto Rico the same time he did for a few weeks and uh, enjoyed being around him. And he's a very hard worker in the ring. Uh, I think he could have been given a lot more. Yes, I think so too. You know, he's his brood gimmick in WWE yeah. was, it was cool. You know, he'd come out yeah, and spit was. the blood and yeah, it was wild. Uh, Jake, if they had asked you to come in and play a, a vampire with him, how, how would you have taken that? Oh, I'd have done it, man. You'd have been a vampire? Beat. Sure. I got Kevin Sullivan. We went and partied. <laughs> I'll tell you, it could almost work. You coming out with the snake and all of a sudden. You except, I'd be, your... except I'd be screaming, I ain't sucking nothing. <laughs> He does all the sucking. <laughs> Just picturing you doing that, like, kind of coy smile that you used to do in promos, and all oh, of a sudden yeah. you've got fangs. It's, whew. That'd be scary. It's like an acid trip, dude. Another one. <laughs> uh, no, still ain't sucking. <laughs> still not sucking anything. Uh, Sean. Murdoch or Slater. <laughs> None of the dicks. No. <laughs> Sean, Sean, you're cracking Dick me Dick free. Up. 
<laughs> that could uh, that would be a great shirt. Yeah, dick free. Available at Boxy Gimmicks. Uh, Sean Luke asks, uh, "What was your first car?" The nineteen sixty two Chevrolet Impala. All right. Yep. Now, how old were you when you had that? Sixteen. Paid for it yourself. Yes, I did. Paid insurance for myself. Paid for everything on it myself. It what was, was your good, high school job? It was, it was a good lesson in life. I worked at a gas station. Hmm. Yeah. The whole time I was in high school, I worked at a gas station, man. I loved it and enjoyed it. Great lesson in life, taking care of my own car. Because you, uh, you'd be surprised uh, how much better care you'll give a car of your own, one mm -hmm. that you pay for. I see a lot of kids today spoiled by their parents giving them cars and uh, they treat it like shit, like it's nothing. Yes. And uh, they don't take care of them. They don't check their oil. They don't check nothing. You know, they just go out there and run the piss out of it. Something happens. Mom and daddy will buy me another one. Wrong way to be, man. No doubt about it. As working a gas, as you said, it, it teaches you responsibility because you've got to be to work yeah, on time sure and man. earn your money, and then you start to actually appreciate the value of money. Damn right, man. Now, uh, what was your dream car back in the day? I always wanted a '69 uh, uh, Super Sport Impala. Ooh, yeah, with the 454 engine in it. I believe it's a '72 actually. Yeah, I had a four four fifty four engine under the hood. That is a bad four speed. Car. Four speed. That is a really badass car. Yeah, trouble car. Yeah, so you could definitely find yourself in some trouble with that. I got in trouble with that sixty two because then I got a sixty three and I hopped it up, and boy, oh boy, the police love chasing me. <laughs> Now I know that back in the day, I mean, you know, now if I went out here and, and got into a into a police chase, I'd be in jail for weeks, if not months. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, but back in the day, I know it used to just be like, "Hey, go home," you know. Yeah, slap on the wrist, you know, and take your beer away from you, make you pour your beer out. That was the worst thing. The pouring your beer out. Oh, come on! Don't make me pour a case of fucking beer out. <laughs> Can I dig a hole first? That way I can try to get down there and suck up some of it after you guys leave. <laughs> At least confiscate it and drink it yourself. What no a waste shit. of beer. Yeah. Well, they did that too. I am 100% well, What really pissed me off is they take your cooler. Oh. And man, I got my ass in trouble because I used my parents' cooler and it was one of those metal igloo coolers, man. And oh, no. They were very upset about that. Uh, can I come pick up the cooler? Keep the beer? No, they wouldn't do that. I had to buy my parents a new cooler. And hell, that was like 20 bucks back then. Hell, that's like that's like 80 bucks now. Oh, yeah. That's that's a big chunk of change back in the day. Damn right it was. It was a week's salary. Uh, all right, here we go. Concert Junkie asks, uh, who from your era do you think never got the spot that they deserved? Underrated talent? Oh, God. Lots of us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're putting yourself there. Us. Fucking right, man. Man, you were you were a pop culture icon. Now, yeah, means, but what could I have done? Yeah, you 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 should have had a run with uh, the yeah, the build. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Now I know, and you and I have There's talked about it. we talked about this recently. I know that you you didn't really give a shit about belts, but like, was there one? I know that like uh, Hulk Hogan said he always wished he got his hands on uh, the NWA, the Domed Globe Belt. 
or the yeah. like did you ever wish for one specific run with some belt yeah nwa yeah the dome globe yeah yeah that man meant a, meant a lot to me that would have been cool especially with some of the huge awesome names that have held that belt over oh jesus christ man luthez on up man oh harley race rick ed Blair. stringer ed stringer lewis yes man just iconic iconic yeah. names yeah now, uh, you brought up some of these older names. Did you ever get to meet any of those like real old timer guys, like yes, Luthez or Spangler Lewis? Yeah, yeah. I, got to meet Luth- I got to meet Luthez, and uh, of course Harley. I wrestled Harley for a week straight one time. Uh, I miss, met several of them. Jack Briscoe hung out with Jack Briscoe, party with Jack Briscoe a little bit, a little bit more than I should have. <laughs> <laughs> both with both of the Briscoes. Woo. Man, those Briscoes seem like they could have been trouble back in the day. Oh, they were sneaky trouble. <laughs> now, clean, you, you mentioned clean cut, but devils. You mentioned working with Harley. Uh, what did you think of working with Harley in the ring? It was wonderful. Yeah. It was a dream come true. Oh, yeah. I, I've heard he was he was a little rough at times, but. Yeah, uh, yeah but, I don't mind that, though. I kind of dig that. <laughs> would you? I, I've heard people call. Oh, suck nothing, but I'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> I've heard people call it working snug. Is that yeah. how you describe your matches yeah. with, with Harley? Solid. Yeah. Solid. Yeah. Nothing wrong with solid. It looks good. Damn right. Easy uh, to sell. <laughs> especially from a guy like Harley. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Scott Stessel asks, did you have a favorite fast food joint on the road? And if so, what was your go-to meal? No favorite fast food joints. Did you stay away from fast food on the road? Tried to. No. Really tried to. What were you trying to do for your diet? I've heard Warrior talk about eating cans of tuna and boiled eggs and nothing else. You know? I don't eat that shit. No, it sounds gross. No. I ate chicken. Yeah. Yeah. So, like fried chicken, or uh, you trying to get grilled whatever everywhere you go? Yeah. Wherever you, whatever I could get. Grilled, fried, just chicken. I got you. Yeah. Uh, Gino Gotts asks, book the ultimate five on five survivor series team. Uh, so you're the captain. What, what four teammates are you taking? Oh any, any era? I know Charles, it's, it's... me and Charles Manson <laughs> and, uh, okay. The night stalker. Never mind. Me, <laughs> Hawk the road warrior. Oof. Um, uh, Ming. And then from there, I'd go with a Terry Funk and, uh, hell, Gino Hernandez. That is a hell of a squad. Yeah. I'll tell you what, you got Ming, so if it devolves into a shoot, I think you're going to be all right. good. Ming Android Warrior Hawk. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now between the two, I know you spent a lot of time with both the road warriors. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, was Hawk kind of your preferred buddy between the oh, two? Oh, definitely. Definitely. Most definitely. Yeah. yeah. We were good friends, roommates. Wild character. Hell of a worker. Yeah, he was, fun, fun to watch. Uh, one of the boys asks, Hey Jake, big fan from East coast of Canada, Newfoundland. Uh, would love to know what your favorite championship belt design is. I'm a sucker for the classic intercontinental title in the NWA uh, big gold. So probably we just talked about the NWA. Yeah, we just talked about it. Yeah. All right, NW- well, intercontinental was sweet too. It was a cool looking belt. It had a yeah. lot of neat history. They changed it recently. Have you seen the new, new design? No. 
It's weird, dude. It doesn't look Figures. great. Um, they just leave it alone. I know. It's look. Uh, so rumor has it that if Cody goes over at, at Mania, he's trying to bring back the old school Hogan like winged eagle uh, championship belt, which I think a lot of people would think was pretty neat. Well, if he's already decided what kind of belt he wants, it sounds pretty sure what he's going to do, doesn't it? Sounds, sounds like it's pretty locked in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and actually, that brings us to our next question. Chuck asks, uh, what are your thoughts on Co- Cody Rhodes as a performer overall? Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, not a lot more needs to be said. He's great. Um, can't, poke, can't poke any holes in anything he does. No. Uh, great on the mic. Passionate. Yeah. Uh, and man, some yeah. his, the way he builds up a match uh, to kind of like a... a he knows the, how to build peak. a match. Yes. Yeah. Just an incredible. For sure. Performance. Um, so Dave Humphreys asks, what is it like to be able to walk into a store and see merchandise of yourself? Do you remember the first time you saw yourself on a magazine or a toy? Oh, yeah. It just blew my mind. I was like, wow. Fucking wow. And then I bought all of them. What a mark <laughs> I was. <laughs> now, did, did you keep Did you keep a lot of your action figures? Uh, yeah, I did. Yeah? Yeah, but they got destroyed in the fires. The the fire when you were working in mid south yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a shame. I had a lot of magazines with me in it and everything, you know. That's all right. It's all replaceable. You know, certainly uh, yeah. you got Cheryl and the, and the baby out of the house, so that's what's really important. Yeah, damn straight. Uh, that action figure you've got up there behind you, I've heard a lot of our listeners reference it. Uh, that one is actually pretty rare because it's got, like, the actual hair on it. Yeah, the one from Spain. Yes. I don't know who, don't yeah. know who the hell it is. Is that supposed to be me? <laughs> Doesn't look like fucking me. <laughs> well, yeah, the abs. The abs look. Kind of, yeah, the abs are. The abs are. Uh, it kind of reminds me of a Chucky. Chucky does Jake doll. <laughs> like a combination of Chucky, Jake, yeah. and like one of those old troll dolls. Right. Right. <laughs> I'll go for that. Couple more questions. All right. Uh, Pink Gold asks, what is the most painful submission hold that you have ever been in? Ah, front face lock. Really? Yeah. So is that just when somebody's being an asshole and cinches up on it? No, it's just the way that you do it. There's a way to do it right. Mm. And you can break somebody's neck with it. Yes. Seem dangerous if you've got somebody that's green in there. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um, Maddie Howell asks, favorite tag team you have ever seen wrestle in person? Well, that's tough. That's tough. Rock and Roll Express. That You can't go wrong there. No. Those guys are a blast. Still to this day, fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. All right, last one, and we'll get out of here, Jake. Uh, Andrew asks, what did you think of Dr. D slapping John Stossel, and how did you feel about Eddie Mansfield exposing the business with Stossel? Well, I thought the Mansfield thing was just wrong. You know, he was was a real piece of work, man. That's all I want to say about that. And as far as Dr. D slapping Stossel, it cost Dr. D a hell of a lot. Yes, but it I, did. Respect, I respect him for doing it, and uh, God knows I've been in that position, and I didn't do it. So you've had people calling you out in person, like what? Oh you yeah, 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 uh, yeah. That would 
it would be a lot of temptation to show them how real it is. You know what's funny is, is if, if you step back and if somebody does that and, and you turn around and go, you know what, you're absolutely right. If you'll stick with that for about five minutes, they'll be telling you, yeah, but there was this one time I seen these two guys going at it and that was real. Mm. No, they were just doing their job good. <laughs> <laughs> so some people are just contrarians. Like they, they just want. Yeah, they just want to stir the shit. Oh, for crying out loud. You know, they got nothing happening in life and they want somebody to fucking fuck with. Well, you know, they get they get they get embarrassed, you know, because their their girlfriend or something, you know, going, Oh my god, Jake Roberts, he's on television all the time. He ain't shit, baby. Watch this. Hey, you're phony. Say, honey, I told that motherfucker off. You know. <laughs> Boy, did you, man. You're you're a real piece of work. You're right. Yep, got me good. Yeah, buddy. I'll bleed all night. I'll just go back to being on TV. You can go yeah, back to whatever yeah. the hell you're doing. Yeah, I'll do my taxes <laughs> this year. <laughs> All right, Jake, that's going to wrap us up. Thank this you. Was a blast. Yeah. yeah I, mean, man, I enjoy doing this. Oh, the fans love hearing from me and having an opportunity to interact with you through these questions. Uh, so it's just, it's just fun. I enjoy being a fly on the wall for it. And it, I, I referenced it earlier. We've got another fun one in, uh, next week because we are talking about Rick Martell yep. and your, uh, your match at WrestleMania. Blindfold match. Yes. The blindfold match, all the build up to it. <laughs> man i can't wait uh we're gonna be covering it all uh guys if you're listening to this th- there's a very strong probability that we're targeting the exact demographic you're looking to attract to your product so check yep. us out at advertisewithsnake.com uh man you you've heard a lot of a lot of our advertisers if you've been listening to the show and all of them are satisfied with the return that they're getting on their investment and you will be too again that's advertisewithsnake.com go and check it out and partner up with the legendary jake roberts be a tag team partner with jake roberts with your product or service um check out jake the snake shop.com for rare sign collectibles uh jake is constantly reloading things over there and it will be the centerpiece of your wrestling collection and guess what guys he signs them all so get over there get something that you cannot get anywhere else at jake the snake shop.com check out jake on cameo he's at cameo.com forward slash jake snake and man he gives somebody in your life a very personal cool experience every single time he does it check out the reviews if you don't believe me right jake you bet man i enjoy doing them and man i from everything i've been hearing everybody who, who purchases one enjoys hearing it and wants to get more so get over there it's cameo.com forward slash jake snake check out box and gimmicks.com it's where we put all of our merch and we are always always adding new stuff i try to make it seem like some cool stuff from the 90s 80s so i'm very hands-on with our graphics guy and we're creating some really cool stuff over there you're gonna love it as a wrestling fan of the 80s or 90s that's box check us out on youtube at youtube.com forward slash snake pit pod for short clips from our show and highlights and always always help us out go over there and subscribe if you're not subscribed because we do all kinds of notifications uh, or rather giveaways so hit the notifications bell over there uh, if you've enjoyed our podcast like subscribe and leave us a five-star review on all platforms if you think if you think we've earned it um i know that a lot of you guys are listening and enjoying i see all the reviews online so please just take those reviews over to your podcast uh platform and help us out just a reminder you can get the snake pit and all of our other shows on in our network early and ad free at adfreeshows.com starting at just nine dollars a month all kinds of exclusive content there and jake and i are going to be recording something here shortly over there so check it out some bonus snake pit content there catch jake on twitter jake the snake or jake snake ddt on instagram at jake the snake ddt and on facebook at real jake the snake follow me at marcus pd angelo on twitter and follow the podcast at snake pit pod on all social platforms all right jake another one in the books this was a blast 
Take care of yourselves out there. And hey, man, check Dustin Rhodes out on uh, Cameo. He just started doing it. So check him out. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. Another legend in his own right. So definitely go out of your way to check oh, that out. Yeah. And check check us out here next week on The Snake Pit.